0: Hello and welcome to MyCast, the independent horror podcast based on and around the micro-universe. And today uh, I'd like to welcome a very special guest, but I couldn't find one. So instead, here's
1: Miss Kimberly Lassie.
0: <laughs> How are you doing?
1: I'm um, super offended.
0: <laughs> I, I, I should tell you that um, I that I'd use that every time. And then I explain that to everybody every time that I use it every time. Um, and it's always really awkward. And then, but now we're here, and we' you know we're in, I, don't,
1: I think feel like maybe explaining it makes it like more awkward,
0: <laughs> well, but this is it, that, you know, but then it becomes so awkward that it comes full circle and it's not even awkward at all,
1: yeah, and then it's just fine, and you're like, okay, there we, we go, it. yeah,
0: um well, I, what it started off that I would just say it to people uh, I was being mean to, like you know Derek and will and um, <laughs> but then Anna was like, "You never say that to the girls, and I was like, "Oh, right." I'm going to double say it to the girls.
1: <laughs> I must always do this now. Then.
0: <laughs> so, so it's become like a running joke, and then, I, and I also explain that part of the story every time now as well. That I, Anna said I was going easy on the girls, so <laughs> I, I I thought that can't be right. You know, I'm an equal opportunities kind of person, as you well know.
1: Yeah, equal
0: so, equal opportunities <laughs> for insults. All good. <laughs> so um, I've got uh, about five or six questions here. Depending on how many you answer before I get to, uh, because like some people, I ask the first question and they just answer everything in Uh. one big fell swoop. And I go, oh, well, what was the point? (laughs) And now we're done. (laughs) We all might as well go home now. So, um, obviously, um, we'll start off with um, Who the devil are you?
1: Oh um like in a micro sense or in a like well, I mean just in general sense um so I'm Kimberly I am an actor I played Tiffany Harvey in Cleavers and
0: yeah that's about it <laughs> I mean you, yeah you you've, do, you've done all this stuff as well you're a filmmaker and
1: yeah I've done other stuff and I've, I've a lot of that I've kind of done since Cleavers really so like I started um like writing and producing my own short films like Pretty, pretty shortly after, um, after we wrapped on Cleavers. And um, I now have like a comedy, um, sketch comedy YouTube series <laughs> um, that my friend and I created, which is all about like a fictional recruitment agency that does interviews over Zoom. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, and so that's like a 100% improv. So we just like bring actors in, give them a character and say like, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and go with it from there um and yeah that's a lot of fun and i'm writing my first feature film right now so oh wow
0: (laughs) i didn't know that i I think i'm quite up to date with what you're up to
1: and i kept it yeah
0: (laughs) wow well um so usually my second question is and it will be this time because i'm not going to change it (laughs) um is uh so like um how what how did you put how did you get into Acting. How did, you know, what was that? What was your journey into that?
1: So I was like really, really shy when I was a kid. Um, and so my parents put me into acting classes as a like, Kimberly needs to learn to talk to people type of thing. At least I think that was the reason. They will probably not admit that that was the reason, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, so I started doing musical theater when I was like six or seven years old, like quite, quite little. Um, And I did that for years. And then when I was in high school, I started going to like this, sounds ridiculous, like film camp every summer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That sounds good. That sounds good. (laughs) It was really good. Um, It was really cool. It was on, um, I'm from Canada. So it was in the Gulf islands in British Columbia. Um, And I'd go every summer and you like, basically they just throw a group of teenagers together and they make movies. Um, And so I got really into screen acting at that point. And then I sort of like, I don't know, stopped for a while, um, decided I needed a real job and (laughs) that I wasn't allowed to be an actor anymore. Um, And in that time period, I moved to the UK. And then basically, as soon as I was like, you know, legally allowed to start acting again in the UK for immigration purposes, (laughs) um, I did. So I just started, um, like, as soon as I could, I started taking screen acting classes again. I started like, trying to get work in like short and indie films and I started, I, I think I kind of first started going getting back into voiceover um, and then finding like different random short films to be part of, music videos and stuff like that um, and then eventually I was led to Cleavers um, and which at that point was probably the biggest thing that I had been in um, and was only my second feature film. What so, a place
0: to start, uh, the only way is up surely. Yeah. <laughs> not at all <laughs> well i mean so i mean that leads me on to my next question then really which is um so how did you become involved in cleavers i mean i kind of know but yeah from your perspective
1: i um, i vaguely know it's a, actually a little hazy <laughs> not really sure um i had, yeah i had like really recently moved to london at that point so i had been living in the northwest oh. um, and moved to London and was basically like let's find some acting jobs in near London <laughs> and I remember seeing the ad at first and I remember clicking on it and I remember looking at it and being like hmm, mostly lead roles available probably won't get one of those probably don't have time to do that so I'd like scroll past <laughs> and not apply for it and I did that for ages it felt like and then it kept kind of coming up and I just remember that like I think I applied for like a smaller part in it and then got an email from me that was like that's actually already cast but do you want to try like audition for this instead um and then I self-taped for Tiffany and then yeah. joined the cast I think it was a weird one
0: for me because um I think yeah I think you applied for um I want to call her Olivia but that's not her name it's um Chase um, yes I Olivia also Jackson. want to call her Olivia <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, I think you applied for um for Chase initially. Yeah. Um I think what happened is so, like I'd been looking at and I'm not kidding, like every every actor like that possible like for Tiffany because I was like she's so so specific. She had to be yeah. like slightly older than um the two leads, but yeah. not any great like you know and there had to yeah, like, 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 like no, a not not huge age difference because <laughs> of the dynamic because I think they both were in like her and uh, Tanya were both <laughs> in school at the same time in the script and I can't so call
1: anyone their right characters names I was just like and Jess.
0: So I had to find <laughs> someone that could like could play that but at the same time you know not it wasn't such a drastic kind yeah. of um and so like, honestly, like I looked at so many people and also my like casting process is so slow because um, what I tend to do, I, I hate wasting people's time because I hate my, my own time being wasted. So yeah. I find someone that I think will be suitable. I look up like their reels and uh, like their, you know, their, I look through their CV and and all that. Um, once they've applied, obviously. Um, and then um, I don't just go around like, oh, "Who are you? <laughs> What's your surreal?" Yeah. But you know, <laughs> um, like, so once they've applied, like, you know, I go through the applications and I look and I go, "Right, this is this is the someone I think would be good." And I contact them and then you know and see where it goes. And so I looked, I I looked at a couple of people, which had taken me a good couple of months because I go through it. I'm very thorough. I contact them. I ask them to send a self tape, and then either it comes back and it's not quite right so then i've got to start again or you know you don't hear anything or or you know like there's a whole load of different reasons why but we'd looked at i'd looked at i think two or three other people and they just weren't right for the role and um but what uh, on their uh, star now i think is what you
1: yeah i think like so.
0: you can kind of look at people in the right bracket, like you know bracket right. in terms of what you're looking for and so You'd come up, and I like, uh, I remember looking at your headshot and go, "That's that's the character." Like I had a drawing of her. Yeah. Um, when we were what you call it, um, when when we were uh, putting the crowdfunder together, um, because good. obviously we hadn't cast anybody at the time, mm-hmm. so I had like a sketch I'd done of the character, um, and like the instant I saw your headshot, I was like, "That's that's her, that's her, that's her." But you hadn't applied for it, so I was like. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt, like, so, obviously, I, one thing I don't like to do is approach actors directly. I think it it's just a bit, like, it, ne- it never looks good for, for for a filmmaker, I don't think, um, to just come along and go, I'm doing this thing, you know, out of the blue. It's a bit weird. And also, like, I've always found there's a weird, like, power shift when you start approaching actors. Not with everybody, so this is not, like, a blanket mm-hmm. statement. But there have been times in the past where I've thought, That actor's perfect for something, but because I've approached them, they feel, like, completely um, indispensable. So then, like, um, especially early on in my career, like, a lot of actors would throw their weight around because they thought, I've been picked out of obscure, you know, like, you came to me. And so, so, as a kind of, um, as we were talking about before we started recording, I think it's, like, a bit of a, you know, um, like a psychological thing where I'm, like, you Know, I just after those experiences, I just try not to do it anyway. I've come come as always, gone completely off track, but so you get like a timing on the start, so you put them out and you have to choose like a, an end date, yeah,
1: yeah, for yeah, them, yeah,
0: for them. Um, I mean, you know, you've done customs.
1: I've done it now, I uh, get it
0: now. <laughs> um, so you start and then you like you run your ad for two weeks or three weeks or a yeah. month or whatever. So I, I tend to run mine for like, yeah, maybe two weeks, three weeks, um, and it was like the last few hours when you don't really get any applications. You get loads in like the first 24 hours, and then you'll maybe get one a day for like the next few mm-hmm. weeks. And so every day I was looking and going, nah. I think we would had someone early on and I would had a look at them. And then um, when when it came to it, I was like, not right for the role, you know? Um, and it was like the last like 12 hours um, or something, you were like the last application in at the last minute. And I was like, oh my God, it's her. <laughs> so I very calmly thought, okay, well, we'll just, I'll just, I'll just message her and see if she, cause you'd applied for uh, chase.
1: Yeah. I know I definitely didn't apply for Tiffany right away.
0: <laughs> but, we, but yeah, we'd already cast the role of chase at that point. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, right, let's just be very cool. <laughs> like, because once you find an actor that's perfect for a character that you've written, it's really, really hard. To, to go with anyone else yeah, yeah. Um, and so <laughs> um, yeah so I just remember emailing you going okay like just a very good like so hi this role's gone but we do have another role and I thought because the problem with with, uh, with casting sometimes is that people want to play a very specific role but mm-hmm. they're not always interested in anything else so like I've had a lot of actors who've applied for what I would consider interesting roles, but they only want to do the specific thing that they've, that they saw advertised. So, you know, if it's not like, you know, popular bitch character or like, which is what they wanted to play. If it's like, you know, bookish nerd, nerdy girl or whatever, then they're not very interested in that. Um, And so it was a bit of a kind of like, uh, I remember saying like, you know, this character's gone, but there is another character and obviously she's on the grand scheme of things much more important to the the story so i had to be very careful about how i how i played it because as well like you say a lot of actors like feel like they don't have time to do big roles but they can come do small stuff yeah. and so i remember sending you the email and thinking like please <laughs> like please be interested in it um because i thought i don't know what i'm going to do if if she's not I, but thank God you were. Like, it's
1: so funny to like, I, I just feel <laughs> like to hear both sides because I remember getting that email and being like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I just remembered like what well, the other reason that it took me like ages to apply was because I had like just had a really bad experience <laughs> after applying for an indie film. Oh, wow. So then I was like, "Oh, do I still want to do? Like, is this still a good idea? Like, maybe I should, I, I should just like take a step back." And then I was like, "No, it's fine. Like, one bad experience is not everyone." Well, that's good, and I think, I think when you first, because when we
0: first, well, I mean, I'll, I'll go into it a bit more. But I think when you first arrived, um, like we were all really nervous. Um, I mean, not just about you. I think we hadn't, we hadn't met. Um, Olivia who plays Chase. We hadn't met her before either. Um or Matt. Um and I think we'd only met Derek the night Derek had come the night before.
1: Night before.
0: Um so we'd got a little bit of a chance to kind of chat to him and kind of so it's a bit nerve wracking suddenly when a lot of new people turn up all at the same time. And then I think your shoes didn't fit. Oh no, sorry. It was
1: fell apart.
0: <laughs> um no that was later on. <laughs> because Olivia's shoes didn't fit and so suddenly all the time i would kind of planned to like everyone arriving, it's just, you know, like to kind of have a chat with people and kind of so that it's not, we're straight there and I'm just saying do this, say this, do that, do that and um, all that time just went out the window because we were like, one of our characters doesn't have shoes <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, so it became a bit of a panic and it was, it's because like quite often especially when you're doing horror, you can't say, hello actor, please use your own shoes, we will destroy them uh, as as you know um yeah. um. i mean we can we'll go into this stuff now but uh, so um we we'll, we can talk about specific moments but uh, the general time working on the film what was that like i mean again i was there although i mean i can't speak for you um but i mean what was it like working on 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 the film for you
1: so that i think like the thing that about cleavers is that it was like everyone really connected like right from the start um, and I think that that's actually like quite rare um so it was like it was such a good experience in that sense that everyone kind of it felt like everyone got on right away I'm not gonna speak for everyone because maybe I totally misinterpreted this but it felt I don't like know, so. right um and I think like for me like I love the character so it was like a lot of fun to play in general and like loved work even from like the very first moment like when I remember standing in in like your bathroom doing makeup with Olivia and we were both like are you nervous I'm nervous I'm really nervous are you nervous but it was good because there were all these like bonding moments right yeah. away um and one of the things that was really cool for me is like how how much of the actual sort of filmmaking process we got to see and like kind of being part of like creating the like practical effects and things like that and like getting to understand that because that's not something I'd ever gotten to actually like see the process happen in before. Yeah. Um, so that was like really cool um, and it was just like it was generally like a really fun experience. Um, it was really hot though.
0: Yeah I it mean was it was silly. That, <laughs> which was really beneficial because obviously uh for people who don't know uh, the film's set in the us um but we had to shoot in the uk obviously because <laughs> we're not rich or have any money at all uh, but we had found like a load of like cool places that looked very um americana as derek always calls it because he goes hey man that's so americana and i go all right well that yeah that's what i was going for of course <laughs> uh but we did find some like you know some cool kind of Like um, American-looking roads and stuff, Um, but the problem with that is that, like, like they look great, but even like in the British weather, they don't look particularly American. You know what I mean? So, but you know, the second the sun came out, and and, I mean, it was insane from day one. This huge kind of like blue sky, you know, um, and it was, it really just sold the whole thing. But the problem with that was it was also evil, like, because it was just, I remember Holly, like within the first couple of hours, she was like, like, it's too hot. Like, you know, like she had to go and, we had to go and get some like food and because we hadn't planned for it to be like, to become so treacherous so quickly. I mean, we had like water and stuff. And Um, Annie
1: was like all over us with the sunblock all the time. She was like, do you need more? (laughs) But, and I still got really bad sunburn on the first day.
0: I remember everyone, um, everyone sitting in the van, like, um, because it was like the only cool place, Um, because you don't think about it, you go, oh, we're going out to like a road in the middle of nowhere on like open fields, and you think, oh, well, you know, we'll get some shade if it gets too hot. but then you go, where's the shade, where's the shade, (laughs) like, it just doesn't exist, so everyone was sitting in the back of the van, like, you know, trying to, trying to keep cool, and I, but I, I mean, for all, as hot as it was, it really sold the production value yeah. that we were going for. And uh, I mean, Luna will tell you that that's ultimately much better than filming in like a warehouse in February with her wearing shorts and a tied up, uh, yeah. <laughs> a tied up checky shirt, you know. Um,
1: like when I came back to do the the like final end scene and we filmed that in like late October, I think. Yeah. And it was freezing.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it was horrible.
1: It's like the ab- absolute, complete opposite of <laughs> the entire previous.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, it's, uh, it's really, it's just in England in general, you, we tend to skip spring. We have like Arctic winter and then we just go, well, do you fancy Mediterranean summer tomorrow? And that's kind of our seasons really. I think there's like a moment in August where everything's kind of a bit more palatable. For everyone, you know, when the they, days, <laughs> yeah, you know, when they start doing the pumpkin spice, um, lot, you know, uh, Starbucks, you go, okay, so we've got about a month before this becomes hellish Arctic winter again. Cool, like, and that's that's our seasons. There, we have like six months of summer, uh, you know, a month of transition, and then five months of Arctic winter, um, and that's, that's how we roll. Um, but, yeah, so there's never a, an optimum time to shoot movies here. Uh, we try to, like, once it hits November 1st, you go, right, we're, like, we're done until, um, like, March, basically, because uh, we've tried, and it's you end up wearing, like, six coats outside, and, like, you can't move. You're trying to, like, show people direction or, like, work on a prop and you've got eight pairs of gloves on before you can, and you're, like, you can't. Yeah, yeah, gloves are so thick, you can't press like record buttons on the camera and stuff, and you're just like, well, it's not worth it, you know, um, and so, yeah, you know, temperature's always a, a thing, but I am, I mean, one thing, I remember you just mentioned it briefly, one of the big things I remember is um, your shoes falling apart yeah. <coughs> on set, and you, when you're walking along, like doing this kind of a weird, like
1: Yeah, like at first I couldn't figure out there was this noise when I was walking and I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was and it was like my shoe felt sort of like one of them it felt like it was sticking to the floor, but that wasn't what had actually happened. The whole like and they were like these massive platforms, and the whole platform had just detached
0: completely from the rest of the shoe. I think it was because we really obviously I've explained that we really wanted you for the part, but I think your height was like about 3 inches less than we planned for because obviously you're thinking about characters and power dynamics so we wanted Tiffany to be taller Michael. than um, you know than, <laughs>
1: than
0: Tanya so that she kind of had that um kind of like um superiority over her if you know what i mean so you, i mean you know even on films about killer clowns running around axing people you think about things like that you know Um, So my only other recourse was to try and find you like the highest possible heels that weren't going to um, like impede what you were doing. And I think we looked at high heels, but with everything that you had to do in the film, I think it was like a case of, um, I thought that's just gonna make life harder for you. So I'd settled on wedges, but then Anna was like, you know, wedges are like way harder to walk in than (laughs) high heels. And I was like, no why would I know that like
1: like I don't know I felt like if they fit the character as well yeah. the shoes suited like what she would wear in that environment and I think we actually got quite lucky because they didn't fall apart until sort of the only scene I had left we could justify her not wearing shoes in. yeah yeah um, so it was really like it. the last bit in the diner when I tried to walk out of the diner and uh, my walk, like, I can't, I, I well,
0: I've, got on an, uh, I've got an album somewhere of just pictures of your dirty feet, where we were like, take pictures of your dirt because you couldn't, you didn't wear shoes for the cellar bits. Yeah. So we were like, take pictures of her dirty feet. So we've got Continuity.
1: continuity. <laughs> so, yeah. So I like, like I went a bit overboard with this, with the in the cellar bit. I was like, "Oh, fake blood! Let's pour that on my feet." (laughs) This is all a great idea. And then you don't, yeah, you don't
0: think that like eight hours, you know, of pure muck later, what that's going to do to you? But it's, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it was good fun. I really enjoyed the whole thing. I mean, um, like you say, there was a good kind of. Gelling of of everyone's personality, yeah. really, which you don't get very often. I like it's weird. It's I wouldn't say it's one of my favourite film shoots, but that is literally not anyone's fault. It was just really um, environmentally difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, with the sun, like that was a nightmare. I was like wearing like a weird cowboy hat by the end of it, just to try and stop myself getting sunstroke every day. It was
1: just a fashion statement. <laughs>
0: But I also look pretty good in it, so that helped, you know. Um but also uh yeah, I think um everything that could go wrong did go wrong in terms of like um we were shooting on um, like a black magic, um but it doesn't have like a a flipping screen. So anytime the sun came out, the screen would just go like blank, you wouldn't be able to see it. So you're like you know, I was trying everything to 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 get angles on this screen to try and just make out what we were filming, and it was just. Uh, and then we had to add like this external monitor to it, um, but because obviously the sound was going through at the same time as well, it went from like me being like a one man, you know, cameraman and and sound, you know, and and all that stuff to like every time I had to move it, I was like. Can I also, can someone move the monitor and can someone move the sound? And before you knew it, like it took three people to move the camera every time. And I just hated the whole thing. It like, it forced me to like completely rebuild a new rig with a new camera and everything afterwards because I hated that element of it so much. And I found it so frustrating. And when you're doing that in the hot sun, you're just like annoyed the whole time. Um, Which is frustrating for me mainly because like you say, everyone was so good everyone got along so well and it was so much fun that like that small technical element was just there every day yeah it really spoiled a lot of the experience for me um but when we filmed your final scene in the school i was on the new rig then and i mean for me that was just such a good day like it was a bit cold but
1: we I had, had so some other technical fun. difficulties.
0: Man, I forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> the projector on the wall. Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, I don't know what happened. I think... It just, like, wouldn't load. And I just remember we all had our phones out, and we're all trying to be like, if I download this on my phone, can I project it? And it
0: well, was- I remember what we did in the end was, we had, like, the behind-the-scenes camera, and we took it up to, like, the theatre, where it's like, a dark room, put a mobile phone down with this thing playing on YouTube and then we filmed it on the mobile phone on the um on the camera and then took the SD card out of that and put it in the thing and luckily it would read that it
1: worked yeah and
0: so we were like yeah it was the USB it wouldn't read the files yeah. suddenly for some reason Um, so we just were like you know yeah. trying to project this bloody
1: I loved that it, I loved doing that scene though like everything was fun about it, like the What's pretty
0: really frustrating is, I can never tell anyone about it because it's like the big twist ending, like, I can't share pictures from it or anything, and it's, that's some of the best work in the film, I think.
1: I mean, and I have so many pictures from filming
0: it. And I mean, as it should be, though, do you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's, I had a very similar problem with the first film, where like, obviously, at the end of the film, um, we reveal that um, Mary Beth is like, You know, she's become like this kind of psychotic little killer clown. And it's like, I had this picture of her in her makeup, grinning at me that I took on the set. And I was like, this like sums up everything that I love about this film. You know, everything I was trying to get to with the story and everything. And I can't, I can't share it. I can't tell anyone because it ruins the movie. And this is, and your shot at the end is exactly the same thing, you know, is that we don't want to spoil essentially what we have planned the whole
1: yeah you
0: know and it, so it's um it's always but i mean so if you listen to this and you haven't seen it go and watch the film uh and you, you know, know what we're talking about and then you'll know you'll know exactly what we're bloody talking about um and it like i say it's i think probably it's one of the best bits in the film um mm-hmm. but i mean in terms of like makeup and everything it is just yeah. fantastic and i think it's a real shame that i like you can't do that without spoiling it. I mean, once we start on part 3, I'll be like, "All right, here we go. If we're going to have a look at all
1: Spoilers. these."
0: Like, well, I mean, that it worked out really nicely when we started uh trying to raise money for for 2, is because I had all these amazing pictures of uh, Holly in her old makeup with the pigtails and this clown face on. And I was like, "Oh, I've got like perfect promo material that no one's seen now that I can just keep,
1: yeah. you
0: know, throwing out there." So, so we'll do that. Next time. Um, so, uh, I mean, let's talk a little bit more about Tiffany before we go. Um, did, I mean, as an actor, was there anything you did to prepare for the role of Tiffany?
1: Um, I mean, like I have a sort of general process that I use for everything. But one of the things that was a little bit different about Tiffany for me is that the second I read the script, Tiffany reminded me of a specific person who I know very, very well. <laughs> Um, so, and that's quite unusual for me. Like, I don't usually do that with characters. I don't usually like link them to like real people in my life. But it was like so her <laughs> um, that I I kind of used that a lot, and I, especially when I was like kind of like with her voice and that type of stuff as well, um, was like her whole kind of way of speaking is very much like someone I know. Um, and so that was kind of something that was unique for me. Um, other than that, like I spent quite a lot of time trying to like get into, get into her head and her relationship with Larry, like why she's there. <laughs> um, and so that was like quite a big thing for me. And I think, um, yeah, just like how she feels about being part of that family. Cause she is like in a lot of ways, I felt like she was kind of the odd one out in, in many ways. No, despite I—I I mean, she's just misunderstood. <laughs> I feel like we all think that about our characters. We're like, no, they're really the good guy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what Matt can, like.
0: So Matt—I mean, Matt in the whole film makes some really, really questionable, <laughs> questionable decisions. Um, but every every scene, he'd come in and go, "I've been thinking about my character, and I think this is why he's done it." Like. To, to spin it into why he's such a good guy I was like you sh- you should use that Matt you should use that you know
1: we had we had some like good discussions about why our characters were really the heroes of this film <laughs> like, well I mean um especially the girl because they're like in my eyes
0: the four main characters apart from the killer clowns of the the titular yeah. killer clowns um of all are, are um because there's two two well there's three stories running through the whole thing yeah. but um are Kimberly, Tanya, um, Howells and uh, Misty are, like, my four... It's it's a really weird mix because, like, also, I guess kind of spoilers, like, I knew I I was going to come out of this film with, like, four final girls, essentially, which is, like, the first time that's ever happened to me um, because I knew that they all had an arc that all ended, in a way where they all had to kind of get their final girl moment in a way. And then it's how you twist that, like, say with Tiffany's story, you know, where like she becomes that kind of, she becomes the final girl in, in her arc. But yeah. then what you do with that, yeah, you know, um, and so, yeah, like um, it's like the first time as well that I've ended with like four main characters still intact in some way, you know, um. Yeah without giving away too much, you know? Um, and it's, you know, it's, uh, so, uh, you know, it's uh, it was interesting in terms of, of that, I think, as well. Oh. Sorry. Don't worry about it. Things that like happen all the time. <laughs> um, so, um, I guess my last question is, um, what is next for Kimberly?
1: Um, well, I mean, hopefully Cleaver's three. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, in turn, like right now, as I said, I'm working on like my first feature script right now, um, with a writing partner who's based in Canada and it's, it's basically like her, um, it's kind of autobiographical for her. Um, whereas I'm just script writing girl. <laughs> um, so I'm working on that and I'm hopefully going to be like, um, producing it and, like acting in it as well. Um, And yeah, that's like the main stuff that's gone on. I mentioned I've got this comedy series that I'm working on right now. We're starting season two soon. Um, So we're just starting casting for it. Um, So earlier when we were talking about like casting on Star Now, um, I totally know what you mean. And when you see someone and you're like, oh, I hope they apply, please apply, please apply. The love of God. My movie, <laughs> um, but that's like it's a bit different because we don't really like create the characters for it in advance. So we just like go with who applies, and then we create them a character. But I mean, quite often that's a good way to do something. Yeah, um, it's it's fun. Like if there's not a specific story arc to fit into as well, then it's like we'll just do this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's like the main stuff that's happening right now for me. I'm hoping that at some point in the near future I'll be able to actually go on a trip to Canada and like see my family again. That would be a bonus.
0: <laughs> I mean don't hold your breath though. It's the yeah,
1: exactly. uh, it's kind of
0: the general rule these days. Um, and yeah. I mean this won't go out for a few weeks though so so, um, so maybe yeah in, in that time you can. So have a safe journey.
1: Mm-hmm. I still think that's doubtful. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely, one hundred percent doubtful. Yeah. Um, we'll all be. T- I, I, I. Sometimes I try and make when I do shows this kind of far in advance. Sometimes I try to, uh, like, land predictions of Ooh. what awful thing is going to happen. Uh, so, um, I mean, who would have guessed that the Isle of Man would have started, gone to war with the UK over oh. uh, its connection to the European Union? So
1: shocking never could have predicted it unbelievable
0: yeah uh, so let's see if that happens I've got a feeling that like the Isle of Man is just one day gonna turn into like a giant kind of like you know like living island and just start like come come onto the UK and just start like kicking buildings down and stuff you know like like a sentient being it's like you know like uh, like uh, big turtles that have got like an island on their back <laughs> Brrr, stupid UK
1: it sounds like an excellent film <laughs> um, it I'd will
0: like, i'm sure yeah it'll be like oh, cloverfield yeah <laughs> the low budget cloverfield which
1: um, is obviously based on a true story so yeah. obviously
0: obviously it is i mean that it's all based on the same theory i think um right i'll say my i'll say my p's and my q's and got my lowercase j's and then i'll, I'll let you go um so thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, thank you, Kimberly, for being here. Um, if you want to catch these, you can go to anchor.fm slash micro And uh, these go out uh, I think once or twice a month at the minute. Um, although that might change once the pandemic ends. Uh, I just I just don't know. Um you can go if you want to catch them early, you can go to patreon.com slash nycho. I think you can subscribe to that from about one pound fifty a month, or or you can do it yearly. Uh, and we do these every week-ish. Um, I mean, again, with the pandemic and stuff, sometimes it's a little bit. We also make short films and all sorts of kind of stuff that you can get exclusively there. So all this stuff is created for the Patreon, but then it got a lot of the podcast stuff goes out about a month later to the. But you can get it early if you go to the go to the Patreon and do that. Also, if you have go to myco.co.uk, I'm mycho.co.uk, you can go there and buy movies and watch short films and uh, we've got t-shirts and VHS tapes and action figures and comic books and uh, other, st- other stuff. All loads of those things there. There's a lot to keep you busy. Um, so thank you for joining us. Um, we'll catch you guys next time and uh, goodbye. A big thank you to our Patreon subscribers you guys make these shows possible and we couldn't do it without you. Frasier has left the building.